Welcome to Across the Pod. Thank Hello. you for that introduction, Liam. You're welcome. You might have heard that there's a there's a definite absence of um, of noise of another English voice today, and that's because lovely Rory, rascally Rory, as he used to be called by his nan, is uh, he can't make it today. Um, he's working, and because of the time difference, it's just too too difficult. So it's. A marriage episode. Special marriage edition. Will we survive? Mm. Only time will tell. So, Liam, last time we talked, England still was hopeful for the Euro Cup. Yeah, we we should have uh, we should have known better. If history has taught us anything, is to not get your hopes up that much. But also, yeah. But as Barack Obama says, you know, you got to have hope. Got to believe in something. Yeah, but we. We always believe in it, like to a sort of psychotic degree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, I mean, I'm sure other people people have seen the seen the clips and heard the stories. Um, England fans, they well, England doesn't des- literally doesn't deserve to win because if you behave abominably when they, when you lose, then you know just if you're good when you win but you're bad when you lose, then you don't deserve to win. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, quite, it was quite shameful, actually. I know this is uh, making the intro chat a bit serious, but the, um, the racism in football in England is just is, it's really shocking. It's a really bad issue. Um, and the, just the hooliganism. Like, we all saw pictures of, of um, Central London after, afterwards, after the game. And it's kind of like, you know, this is why we can't have nice things because hmm. English I mean, football fans are scum. I mean, it's kind of like in my hometown. My hometown is a big college town. And whenever they would win, they would like take couches and chairs out to the street and like fires and like cause all this chaos. Yeah, I've never and got that. Just, the, the, it it kind of ruins the whole thing for me. The it's Philadelphia off sports. Yeah, the Philadelphia sports mindset is that you just break stuff no matter what it's all right okay um i find i had actually never really heard about the domestic abuse issues with sports until this actually no uh, i mean in england we've like i I think i remember seeing before like um uh hotline numbers linked you know in with the broadcast of the football game (gasps) which yeah i mean it just kind of goes to show like you can care about sports but England seems to care too much, you know, that it's like you can't, you almost can't have fun anymore because you're putting so much pressure on the victory. And it's like, we're England. We're we're like consistently pretty good, but, you know, we're not flashy. We're not amazing. So it's like to put that pressure when in reality, it's like, oh my God, we got to a final. We even haven't even done that for like decades and decades. Like people should be, should be pleased with that. But I don't know. I, I I think there are probably young black men who play football in England who are like, oh, I make my money from the club game. Do I really? Do I actually want to play internationally and receive the abuse? I, I mean, I I don't know. I kind of, I'm sure most people would because you know getting to represent your country in something like that is kind of like the pinnacle. But um, for a lot of people, but. I honestly think this would put off a lot of young black men from being like, uh, I'm just going to play for my club. I don't need to play for, for my country and receive mm. that abuse. And I wouldn't blame them, to be honest. So, um, 
So, Forza Italia. (laughs) Well, you know what? I was going to say, like, besides the way that the fans acted, the actual game, though, made me kind of renounce my allegiance to Italian football because I'm really only an Italian football fan because they won the World Cup when I was a kid and when I played soccer and, like, my whole Italian family was so excited and it was kind of my first memory of a World Cup win, you know? But then... I thought those Italians were playing kind of dirty. Like, I they really were, didn't like when that guy grabbed uh, that jersey and, like, threw him on the ground. Really dirty. And yeah, it, funnily, it made me, funnily, made me um, very happy. That, well, I mean, they won, but I, didn't, I haven't heard anything about um, Italian, any Italian problems after. But it, so the team, the, the Italian team were playing like scumbags, but the fans kind of behaved themselves. Mm. And in England, vice versa. The English, the English team played like gentlemen, and the fans made themselves look like England fans. Basically. Yeah. Do you know what I could possibly say is that is part of the root of that? This is wild speculation, but I do feel like part of it could be um, that the toxic masculinity in England just lends itself to like so not being able to express an emotion. So I do think a lot of these sports fans. That's, yeah. They only can express their emotion in anger or excitement about these games, no, that's, and then uh, they go home true. and like think... beat their wife because of it. It's repulsive. Yeah, I Anyways. mean, I I think you're right, and yeah, the English masses aren't good at nuanced thought. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like I mean, America's not great at that either. I mean, so I can't but predict. the these same hooligans <laughs> are the same people who would be right wing EDL English Defence League protesters. Do you know what I mean? Sure, or like a lot of them probably don't vote. I mean, I'm sure they vote for Brexit. <laughs> That's a damn sure. No, I'm sure half of them didn't know what Brexit was until. Well, they but they heard no more immigrants. All right, um, and yeah, so I think that ties in with your speculation quite accurately. That it's like these men aren't used to displaying nuanced thought. Um, you know, yeah, it's. Anger or joy, and if they lose, it's anger. So our podcast is simultaneously um, elitist and judgmental of the elite. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, we fit perfectly in the middle of people who understand the value of uh, a day's work, but also we're not scumbags. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting out those guillotines for chugs. Right. Just kidding. Okay. We actually stand chugs now. We like chugs. Okay, well, let's talk about something happier, which is Love Island. We are really going to miss Rory tonight, but I think we can still pull it off. What do you think about Brexit? What's that? She paid money for those lips and she fucking did well. Like, I am having funny flutters. I'm not even talking. Across the pond. Across the pond. Across the pond. Across the I would come back here to tell you that I loved you. I'm buzzing off it. It'll be interesting to see if she is on my or not. I'm not even sorry. He's fucking fit. I am completely loyal. So I was marking. Message. Okay, so we started off with Sunday night's episode, episode 14. This actually aired during football, right after football. I couldn't quite figure that out because it was supposed to be at 10, but then the football was extended. And I kept seeing tweets about like, Oh, you didn't watch the final. You watched Love Island or whatever. So yeah, I'm I don't, not sure. I don't think this got many live viewers. I don't think the ratings were great for this episode. So this episode picks up right after the text about Teddy entering the villa. 
The single girls are all going to go on a date with him. This seems so long ago, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Doesn't I it? know. So Kaz is first up. This episode's called Going Steady with Teddy, by the way. I didn't Going come up Steady with, that. with Teddy. That was that the was hashtag, the text, right? But, you know, I yeah. thought it was apt. Okay. And I, I already know your opinion about Teddy. No, but... no, 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 no. Let's start as, as we're meeting him. Okay. So as I was meeting Teddy, I was like, fucking yes, this guy can right. put together a sentence. Uh-huh. And that was exciting for me. Yeah. And I think it was exciting for the girls. All the girls were a flutter. Oh, boy, were they. But I honestly think Teddy, okay, Teddy is cute. He's handsome. He's charming. But I do think they were all just so excited because he can talk to to another oh, yeah, human. yeah, yeah, yeah. But as the dates go on, it does kind of start to feel like Teddy's saying the same exact thing to everybody. And as the days progress, he's not really giving us any clues about who he likes. So, you know, I, I really do, do like Teddy and I'm still holding out hope for him to be a good guy. But that does make me a little apprehensive that we don't, when you don't, when you're, when you kind of hold your cards close to your chest, that can be a good gameplay, but then it kind of comes off as not that genuine. Mm. So it's kind of a risky, a risky move. What do you think? Well, well, it's a lot to unpack here, but yeah, no, look, first impressions that, wow, this, this good looking guy can string a sentence together and have a conversation. Um, too good to be true. And I think it is too good to be true. Mm. But he, he is was, very good at a first impression, though. Oh he's my charming, goodness! Hot. He's he's hot, like hot, hot. he's like. Have you seen the film Ex Machina? Is that like a AI one? Yes. Yeah, I think I have. A long so time I'm jumping ago. ahead here, but okay. So first he meets Kaz. She like he she thinks he's too perfect. So right, Kaz had the first date. And, you know, Teddy tells her he wants someone spontaneous and someone who doesn't take themselves too seriously and wants passion. And I think Kaz right away is like, yes, 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 yes. She did just, after all, get pied by Toby. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to get like a weird dyslexia of names between Toby and Jake for some reason. Like, I had everyone's names fine this whole season. And I mean, then all both of a sudden, kind of I cannot remember Toby's name. But they're both, they're both names that you could name a dog that. Mm. So they're kind of like cute boy names. Jake's name like really doesn't fit him for some reason. Like I really oh, can't I remember he, no, Jake's I name. No, I think he does. I don't know. For some reason, like when I think like, Especially Jake, with his I, accent, Jake. Because Jake's kind of like, you know, I don't think you get too many like CEOs See, when or like I think of Jake, serial killers called Jake. When Jake? I think of Jake, I think of like Jake Hall, like a kind of a stunning oh, brunette boy. See, I don't. I think of, I think like, of like kind of a shy, nerdy brunette I think boy. of like... But who's also hot? I think of like an 11-year-old boy like flying a kite. Okay, well, that does <laughs> that does fit Jake. Oh my gosh, what tangent are we on? Okay, so then Rachel is up next. Rachel? Oh, oh, oh. we have to talk about how they had to interrupt each other. So for mm. any UK viewers out there, there, there is like a very important aspect of The Bachelor, which is that The Bachelor will be talking to one person or The Bachelorette will be talking to a person and the other contestants have to go up and go, can I steal you for a minute or can I interrupt? And so I love, this was kind of the first time we've seen Love Island have a little bit of Bachelor in it, which I loved. But it was still producer driven. So people were given allocated times. Whereas in The Bachelor, it's just kind of like, screw you, bro. I'm going to, I don't care if you've had a minute. I'm going in there. (laughs) So Rachel seems like she's really enjoying this day, although she's, I just noticed she was being so sincere. She's oh, just, she's always so sincere, which is her problem. She just doesn't really oh. give us anything she's so cringe. sparky she's or She's so fun. cringe. I can't watch her. 
She embarrasses me. I'm sorry, Rachel. All right, let's just get into it. Oh, my God. Teddy, right? I've seen this guy before. When, it, when, it, when something seems too good to be true, it usually is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a cynic. But I'm also See, a realist. I disagree with your first impression a little bit. But like we said, we usually find out that your first impression. That are wasn't correct, my so. first first impression. My first first impression was, wow, this this guy's got something to him. He's asking questions. He's he's chilled out. He's, he's confident, and he's also good looking. Maybe we're just ruined by Brad on our screen that no, we're not no, used no, no, to no, men being no. engaging. <laughs> no. So okay, so real conversations, real dates, you know. They're not all the same. Clearly, when it's your first time, you're going to be nicer than you would. It's your audition. Plus, it's the first time everyone's seen you. You don't want to come across like an arsehole. But the way... So by the third date, I was like, okay, this guy is fake as fuck and loves himself. There's there's so much. There's so much to unpack about about Teddy. Um, First of all, I I got vibes of... You know when someone becomes a yoga instructor, so then they have, like, power over people and authority <laughs> okay. and can end up touching up women. Like, that—that that is exactly what I got from Teddy. Mm. And also, I, I need to go back to the, um, the ex machina, the AI mm, right, comparison. Right, right. Because I started to feel that he was saying anything they wanted to hear, which means he's very good at the game, but... Very bad at being a natural human being. Well, that's what was hard. After all these dates, it was like we had no impression of who Teddy bonded with more. So right. we were all... Exactly, exactly. And real life, real life doesn't work like that. Real life, it's like, if you're a real person, you might seem, you might come across boring with some people because you don't spark. Other people, you're going to be the most fun person. And he was the same with every yeah, single girl. Yeah, and you know, he had like no extra spark with Faye, who he ends up picking. So it right, felt kind because of strange. It's calculated. Yeah. He's completely mm. calculated. And in the film Sorry, Ex Machina, um, obviously, you know, I'm not going to explain the movie, but it's a great movie. But this this um, this AI woman, she first she starts off very like cold and brittle because she doesn't know how to how to communicate with a human. But over time and through these conversations she has with this guy, she basically downloads his data and like programs an algorithm of like things he would want to hear from her. And that is fucking Teddy. (laughs) All it takes is a couple of conversations and he'll be like, oh, this girl loves when I talk about sex. This girl loves when I do this. This girl loves that. And it's just like, he's this like dating machine, but there's nothing real about him. People, if you're if you're listening to this and you're really into Teddy, like I, I I can't be the only one who thinks he's like borderline sociopath. Like, oh, I just felt felt I I just thought he was so fake. I, I'm sorry, I can't really put it into words. So at one point, I can't remember what girl uh, they ask. They ask, oh, maybe it's Liberty. Don't quote me on that. But they ask him. Well, Liberty didn't go on a date. No, no, no. I'm jumping ahead. Okay. To make my point, um, someone asked him. Uh, does he have any like preferences? And people always give a preference at this point because people are real. People either give a preference or they say, "I don't care about looks; it's all about the chat." No, 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 no. A preference of who he has already dated, oh, okay, okay. has already yeah, spoken yeah. to. And he, for someone who's like so open, yeah, I'm so open and like sensitive, and you can talk to me about anything. He doesn't give anything away about who he like his preference, and I kind of see that as. 
manipulator mindset because you, by giving away information, you're relinquishing some control. And manipulators want to have all the control. And I thought this was not, if it was isolated, I wouldn't think about it. But the fact that it was with everything else I saw was like, yeah, this guy's giving me like creepy manipulator control freak vibes. Hmm. Anyway, that was my armchair psychologizing, but... Either way, so all four dates go really well. Sharon likes him too. They might. I wrote that they might get along because they both have like serious jobs. Faye is dickmatized by him. She's like giggling and being all blushy. He says her eyes are stunning, which we all know is every girl's favorite compliment. Although, you know, I don't think anyone's ever told me my eyes are stunning, so... Um. Oh. Justice for brown eyes. Conveniently, okay. girl code isn't mm. applicable anymore, which is very handy. Wait, but how would girl code apply here? Like, none of them... No, no, but they said, right, girls, girl code is off the table. And it's like, yeah, it's always off the table because okay, okay, you're on a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. dating show. Um. So after the dates, all the girls are gossiping about how obsessed they are. Every girl who goes on the dates with him loves him. I also noted that right after this, Liam has our second fumble of the season. It was just a little one, but a little trip on those on those decks. Um, And then Liam and Millie like really make out here and go for it. Everyone cheers them on. I think this was their first kiss. They go on, go on, son. They seem like they're really getting along. Yeah, but I kind of think I've got a few. Believe it or not, I've got a few thoughts about Liam and Millie as well. Okay, so. You could tell that like their sexual chemistry is real, it's palpable. The first time they met, the first time they like talked to each other. But I think I kind of think she's uh, she's kind of like going to undo her game because when she, like, I think she has a lot to offer. I think she's fun, she's bubbly, she's chatty, she's confident, she knows herself, she seems quite mature. But all we've seen of her, we haven't really seen anything of her since the the night that she got with Liam. And now it's kind of like her personality is tied in with Liam. Does that have any sort of validity? I kind of think like we're losing like screen time of her. And or... Well, I just think she's kind of dickmatized. I will say, though, I do think this is the first episode where we, we finally get some like real energy between the couples that people actually like each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think Millie and Liam are a big part of that shift. Like they seem... They seem the most sexually obsessed with each other. Yeah, I just think anyone. I just think ultimately it's going to harm her like longevity because we got to see her single for about two hours, it seems. And now whenever we see her, it's just her being like, oh my God, you're so tall. Oh my God, I want to take you to bed. It's like, all right, all right. But like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, we'll we've lost who what, she is. We'll have to see what happens when that obsession kind of fades. Yeah. I wonder how they'll do at Casa more. Oh. Do you think Liam's going to stay faithful? I mean, Liam, by his own admission, is like... A... Mr. Still Your Man. Right, exactly. So I, I, I don't know. And he's 21. I kind of... I'm not saying he won't, but I, I don't think... There's nothing of him that leads me to believe that he'll remain loyal. So then Faye leads Teddy back into the villa, holding hands, very territorial... Uh, The boys all hang out with Teddy, and then Teddy gives this great little moment where he roasts Brad and asks what will happen if uh, he steals Lucinda, and all the boys are like, ooh. 
Sorry, I keep burping tonight. It's all right. We're drinking Duh. beer. Duh. Go on, fuck it. It's a marriage. It's a marriage. <laughs> ep. We're sat here in our underwear as well, <laughs> drinking beer. We always are sat here in our underwear. Little detail. Um. So then, after the Teddy chats to the boys, he goes over and talks to the girls. And he's very confident. He just marches over, asks to hang out with them. And then Liberty's being really cute and is selling all the girls to Teddy slash kind of grilling him. And then Rachel is just being like so intense with her intentions with Teddy. But Teddy does say there's some, there's some vibes there. And... So later, Rachel asks yeah, him what his sexual turns on. He says that about every girl. He's the type to be like, I just find, I find women beautiful no matter what you are because the female essence is just, it's like, oh, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off, you creep. He does also say he's very generous in bed. And oh. Rachel, Rachel is clearly oh. so horny. I love it. She is, uh, she's a tiger. She goes for what she wants. I almost died of cringe at you know, this whole moment. If Rachel just had a little bit more like humor about her, I know I also said this last episode, but if Rachel just had a bit more humor, she'd be such a good contestant because she is very blunt, goes after what she wants, but she's kind of missing that. She's like, not fun. Yeah, she's just not fun. She's not fun. Yeah. And, and her. Her, like, needing to be real the whole time is really cringy. Okay. But I had really high hopes for her when she entered because she did seem very straight up. And a lot of times those people can be great players, but she just fell a little short. Oh, boy, did she. Uh, Speaking of Teddy and Faye, I just want to interject another line that made me, oh, God. He said, yeah, I just wanted to come over here because... I haven't stopped thinking about your eyes. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can't fake cool. I was thinking about this at work today. And what it means... Specifically about Teddy or just faking cool? Well, I was kind of thinking about Teddy, but like the essence Mm. of what it is to be cool. And as soon as you try to be cool, it ceases to be. Cool is the absence of trying. Exactly. Coolness is a state of mind when you're not trying. Uh, case in point, King Ovi, the mm. coolest player ever. The coolest player And he ever. was cool because he was nonchalant. He was a generally well, nice guy. But he was confident, but yeah. not cocky. This guy's so cocky. Oh, this guy totally. farts and goes, yeah, that smells good. Yo. Like, he, all right, but that's the difference. This guy's trying to be cool. Ovi was just cool. Anyway, I'm going to let off Teddy for a bit because... Yes, the listeners all know Liam hates Teddy. (laughs) Wait, so who do you hate more, Teddy or Brad? Oh, easily Teddy. What? Yeah. What? Brad. Brad is just like... Oh, my God. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Hear me out. Brad is like... Doesn't put thought into anything. Brad is an idiot. Brad is just like... like, Brad is wallpaper. No, Brad is like a hot statue. Brad is like good-looking wallpaper... So, so because he's good looking, he gets female attention, and he never learned to like develop social skills. Mm, pretty privileged. But he also lives in like a little town in the northeast or west. North. 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 Yeah, northeast or west. I'm saying. I know it's north. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for your help. But the difference between him and Teddy, I think Teddy is a hundred percent calculated. A hundred percent. I'm surprised we didn't. I, I was almost expecting him to be like, "Yeah, you know, I don't really have a type. I just, uh, 
I just love women who are in love with themselves, you know. And, uh, you know, I find it hard to uh, date because I'm, I spend so much time working at the homeless shelter. It's like, oh, God, you're so perfect, aren't you? Fuck you. Yeah, but then I would... I, for some reason, I still hate Brad more. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm, I'm not, like, team Brad, but... I despise I, Brad I, I at think, this point. I think there's such a deliberateness to Teddy and such a creepiness and insidiousness that it's like, sorry. See... I guess what makes what holds me back from hating Teddy is that I do think if I was in the villa, I would go for it. Yeah, you'd be digmatized. And your friends at home would be like, Emily, no, he's a creep. (laughs) He's an absolute creep. Because they would have seen the conversation he had with the other girls and it would have been just the Mm, same. I kind of feel like you're going to have a very different opinion than most people. I I bet you most people like Teddy. I haven't really talked to anyone besides you, though. Hey, we'll have hey. To see. We'll have to see. We'll just see. And uh, I think eventually people will be like... I wonder what Rory's going to think. Ooh. Oh, I almost want to tell Rory not to listen to this episode until Friday so that he can have genuine responses. But you know what? No, no, no. no. He needs to listen. Because if he loves Teddy, then by the next episode, he'll be like, right, first things first. How dare you? <laughs> Teddy's a gentleman. Okay, okay. Fine, Rory. You have permission to listen. Okay, so let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. So Chloe and Toby and Millie and Liam sleep outside that night. And we hear a little naughty from Chloe under the covers. So Chloe and Toby are obviously going pretty hard. They seem really into each other. And then the next morning, we get a great bit of goss, which is that the naughty trio gossip. And Chloe tells them all that Toby has a huge dick. Which is important information. <laughs> I really thought you were going to use some sort of like innuendo, but no. Just <laughs> talking about his massive dick. What do you want me to say? He's got a... He's, he's packing, or he's got a piece, or they were talking about his trouser snake. I don't know. He's, he's got like, some big feet. It's too late now. He's got a big dick. Look, we're a PG-13 podcast. We're probably rated R podcast. No, we're, so. definitely, we're definitely rated R. That's not my issue that you said dick. I was just like, you left nothing to the imagination. But that's fine. He's got a big dick. Well, she didn't really leave anything to imagination. Do you know what is kind of funny, though? Girls kind of frequently will be like, oh, my God, my boyfriend has such a big dick. And then when they break up, they'll, like, talk shit about their dick. Yeah, it was never big anyway. All those orgasms are faked. It's like, all right. (laughs) Bit of revisionist history. And then, um, oh, but what's what's funny is when, if they do that, but then get back together again, it's like, oh, I yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, mean yeah. it, your dick isn't tiny, you do give me orgasm. Mm, I wonder if any of my friends have ever done that, I'm trying to think, probably. See, this is the problem when, if if your friend goes through a breakup, and then you're like, do you know what, she was always, a, I never liked her, she was always a dickhead, good for you, mm-hmm. good riddance, and they get yeah. back together again, you're like, congratulations, I'm happy <laughs> for you, you know. <laughs> So then later, Kaz goes and interrupts Teddy and Chloe chatting. I said, give us more Bachelor energy. She goes and interrupts. <laughs> Teddy tells her she has a nice smile. Later, he tells Faye she has nice eyes. He's basically just bouncing around the villa, giving compliments. Um, and he won't let anyone know who he's really into. But you know what? You think he's creepy. I kind of think he's expertly playing the game. Although... It's bad game for the audience because as audience members, we can see that there's something, right, like I said, there's something not genuine about just not telling anyone what you're thinking, but he does have four girls fawning over him, so that is a a position of power in the villa. 
You can't argue well, with that. I mean, he just has to hope the rest of the nation aren't like me. <laughs> Only time will tell. So then Hugo gets a text saying that there will be a recoupling tonight. The boys will pick and one girl will be dumped. Hashtag, a girl's gotta do what a girl's gotta do. Um, and then we get on to episode 15, Monday night. And it starts out, there's just weird vibes in the villa. Chloe's asking Teddy what he thinks of each girl. And again, he's just giving us no real info. He just keeps something kind of vague. He keeps saying something vague and nice about each of them. Yeah. And then we get that ominous ding. Can all islanders gather around the fire pit immediately? So... We are going to enter into our, what, second recoupling of the season? Can I just interrupt you, Emily? Yeah. I couldn't carry on with the podcast because I can't stop thinking about your eyes. Wow. Anyway, sorry about that. I'm just... Uh, are you just being teddy? I'm just, I'm just a sensitive, romantic guy. Bitch, I don't think once you've told me my eyes are pretty. That's okay. No, you probably have. I don't really have notable eyes, though. I'm not shading you. I'm shading these boys. Some boys think... Some boys... Oh. No, no, no. It works. Because some girls... Oh, my God. No, he's got my I know, but eyes. some boys are like, oh, if I want this girl to, like, think I'm really into her, I'm just going to talk about her eyes. Like, I feel like guys have learned that you can't really comment on, like, their yeah, body no. or whatever. So they're just... They think the eyes makes them seem sensitive. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Jake is up first. He obviously picks Liberty. Again, he says she's me with a wig on. He really, like, loves that analogy. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Liam gives quite a sweet speech about Millie. I know you don't like Liam, but you know why Liam's I going on? I, mean? I don't dislike Liam. I just think, I don't think Liam's, like, all that. I think he's kind of a bit dull. You know why Liam's growing on me? Because I've never is really... six or six? Yes, but I've never really been into, like, the strong, silent type. But I do think Liam gives us, like, good strong silent type play like i'm i'm intrigued by it that's all i'll say and you know i i noted that i think this is the first time it feels like anyone actually likes each other in a coupling you know if it, it finally feels like we are in the villa we're in love island yeah yeah people are falling for each other yeah. people's hearts are gonna get broken soon it's very exciting we've still got our og group mm-hmm so then toby picks chloe and officially breaks his couple with kaz Brad picks Lucinda, and she doesn't look that happy about it, I gotta say. Also, can we talk about... Oh, I know, I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Oh. oh, my God. See, now now Ted is in. Now I can look at Brad like, oh, Brad, you silly sausage. Because I actually think... No, we hate Brad. No. Look, look <laughs> I, I've softened to Brad just because Teddy's there. And compared to Teddy, like Brad's just like a dumb dog, a big dumb dog. What? He's like drooling everywhere. But... I will say what he does here is really particularly like big dumb doggish. He um <laughs> how do I put this? Like, okay, so you he's know, they, giving they, the speech. So they do the speech. The reason I'm gonna I want to couple up with this girl is that is that and he basically says like go on, what does he say? He says, and you know, there hasn't been anyone for us. And they show us like a five second shot of yeah. Rachel. Is this what you were going to talk about? Yeah, yeah. A Rachel looking grumpy as fuck. I, I mean, loved you it. You usually put it like, you know, I haven't made the connection yet. Or, but it, it, the way he was doing it was kind of like, 
So up to this point, all the girls have been coupled up. They've been coupled up with have been shite. Including her, she's rubbish. She's like, oh no, my but god. Brad dude. is just very actually skilled. And like, maybe it's because he comes across like an idiot. So he's skilled at kind of like erasing the past. Like, several times he's been like, you know, I was honest with Rachel from the start that she wasn't 100% my type. He just keeps saying these things that like are 100% not true about, but nobody challenges him about it. I think because. They're like, oh, like but it, Brad's but not good. I it, could, I, even if I challenged him, Brad wouldn't have an interesting response. There's right, no but point. I think it's fair, to, fair enough, like, to say that if you haven't made that connection, that person sat there. But he's just so tactless that it kind of like, yeah, until you turned up, I was with all these duds, <laughs> and it was like, oh my god, dude. Well, anyways, read I, the room. Iconic shot of Rachel. I yeah, love that brilliant. moment. And then Aaron picks Kaz, which I was kind of surprised about. Who did you think Aaron was going to pick? I. I was kind of suspect because we've seen all those shots of like Aaron and Sharon in bed and like, what? I thought they'd broken up. And like talking together alone. So like they're, they still seem close I, even though yeah, they broke up. I thought he was going to do a part deux and be like, come on then, let's give it another go. Uh, so I thought he was going to choose Sharon. But he chose Kaz and he saved Kaz. He did the friendship save. And we're very grateful because yeah, I grateful. do think Kaz really needs to stick around for the season to be interesting. And I... I think she provides a lot oh, of yeah, yeah. importance and, well, in the and She's like a core member in the OG group. and um, But Sharon seemed... I can't really remember what Sharon looked like, but I, I, I vaguely remember Sharon looking a little annoyed. Yeah, because Sharon Did was she... into... She was into Aaron the whole time, as much as like... Yeah, but I don't actually like her, what he does. I'm not really into him, although I do see a future with him. It's like, what is it then, Sharon? Come on, make your mind up. So then after that, Hugo picked Sharon, and I thought he was really going to pick Faye. This so all went I. very differently than I thought. But And so I wonder, Teddy is the last to go, and he has to pick between Faye and Rachel. And he says he has a naughty tension with the girl he's picking, which I thought meant was he was going to pick Rachel yeah, because they kept talking about sex definitely, together. Definitely. Um, but I think that means he had the ick with Rachel. I I think he worked out that he can't manipulate her like some of the other girls. I mm. think. Well, anyway. anyways, he picks Faye. But this did make me think because the last two picks didn't go the way I thought. I wonder if Teddy was planning on picking Faye from the get-go or w- was there any chance he was going to pick Sharon or Kaz, do you think? He might have picked Kaz. He wouldn't have picked Sharon. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Rachel. Bye. Everyone's crying. And you know what? I'm ultimately, like, it's not really about Faye versus Rachel to me, but I do think it was important that Rachel stayed because Rachel. Faye stayed. Faye stayed, sorry. It, I think it's important that Faye stayed because she has supplied like 75% of oh, the conflict this season. I was almost going to stop watching if Faye went home. <laughs> I'll be, be like, oh my God, we've podcast. got Teddy and Rachel together. Ugh. But yes, we absolutely need Faye because she's a hothead, and reality TV needs a couple hotheads. And but even when she's in a but she's a hothead, but she's also even when she's in a good mood, she delivers those lines. You know, all the good lines have come from Faye so far. Mm-hmm. So then, after the recoupling, everyone's crying about Rachel. People are sad, and Teddy says he feels like he made the right decision, and they have a flirty conversation after. Millie tells I I like this moment between Millie and Liam afterwards they, ha- yeah. they Millie says to Liam that his speech made her feel like she was in love and they cracked up about it and then okay we okay 
which do you think was a shittier cover that they played? The Alanis Morissette cover, the cover of What's Going On by Alanis Morissette during their kiss tonight, or the Mr. Bright Eyes cover that was in the villa, in the hideaway the next night. They were both really bad. Um, What's going on? At first, when the What's Going On cover played, I was like, this has to be the worst cover that the show's ever played, but I do think the Mr. Bright Eyes was worse. Okay, here's my beef with both of them, okay? Both of these bad covers, I'm sorry, we're going to go on a tangent. It's fine. Both of these bad covers didn't make any sense contextually, and they were bad musically. And they're both really good songs but that this, they ruined. This is the thing. We get this in at work as well. Like, I, I guess it's um, like a licensing thing. I, I guess that's no, why they do it. No, it's 100% a licensing thing. Right. But my thing is, what's going on doesn't apply to the situation right. at all they're but, making out. But, and Mr. Bright Eyes doesn't apply to them being in the villa. But this is it with these covers. These, like, this, ha- this started happening a few years ago. I, the first one I can remember was... Um, Skinny Love by Bon Iver got covered by Birdie. Mm. But, but she covered it. It was already kind of like a ballad and she covered it as a ballad. Well, that was a really popular then, cover too. But right? then started this trend of just like slowing a song down, no matter what the song is. And pretending that makes it artistic and, and just because it's slow. And a, and a female singing it slowly, like no matter what it is. It could be like, we're on a highway to hell. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this is a rock song. This is a fun rock song. They it, they ruin every song with these slow mm-hmm. down like sensitive covers. It's a it's really very glee it's a really energy. Up, yeah, it's a really. Like, I almost think it's because of glee. I just I hate this trend. I hate this trend okay. of like, let's just cover that. It doesn't matter what the song is. Like, yeah, it could be a party song, and it's like you just get a girl to sing it softly, and it's no longer. Wait, a party so what's song. our official vote? Which one's worse? I think we should track which is the worst cover they play this season. I mean, I think Mr. Mr. Bright Eyes was really bright side. Bright, why do I keep saying bright? I thought eyes? you were saying wrong. Like, I knew it was bright side. I'm sorry, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, Mr. Brightside. <laughs> Gross. Um. Anyway, good tangent. Great. So, um, next morning, Chloe says she was snogging all night. Liam tells the boys he couldn't keep his hands off Millie. They had a, a kutch. Had a kutch. Had a kutch. Um, and right, it really does feel like there's the buzz of love for the first time. Thank God. Because well, it's think been it's the pretty boring. Buzz of hormones. Yes. But. Everyone's been saying lately, like, well, um, we talked about this on Twitter. People kept saying that the no season chemistry. was really boring, yeah. but I, I do think most of the time there's no chemistry right away. So I'm glad that we're finally seeing some sparks fly. So okay, so a bit I loved. Um, how did it start? Toby's making like a breakfast snack for Chloe. Yes, he's making her a melon snack with her initials. <laughs> And I did love, I love Millie. She comes right. over and she's like, Toby, that's crap. And but fixes it first for him. We, first, before we get into the main point, okay, the whole thing of like putting the, the, the letter, like... Their initials, you mean? Yeah. it's You don't do this, like making food for your partner, your loved one, is a very like nice romantic gesture. I make breakfast for you every day. But... I, good. But you're not seven. You don't. You don't need a big e of egg on your toast. What would you do if we were in the villa, though? 
and you had to make me a gesture through breakfast, what would you do? I would be like, I made you the fucking breakfast. What more do you want? <laughs> it's like, you know your name, don't you? You're not a child. You don't have a jumper, a sweatshirt with a big E on it. Some of these girls are wearing necklaces with their names on it and stuff. <laughs> well, so for sure. Anyway, I just kind of think like making the food is the gesture. Okay, you don't need to then put it into the here's all I'll say. shape of the letter. He knows like, melon is her favorite breakfast. So just to bring her melons like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah, but then putting it into her initials gives it an extra. Right. But then in the pizzazz. later episode, I'm jumping ahead again. But the later, later episode, they do like scrambled egg and do it with the names, the letters again. It's like, oh, come on, children. Well, Chloe did call the fruit the sweetest thing a boy's ever done for her. Well, but then she does say the bar is pretty low. So. I, I was going to say, that that's a low bar. Okay, and then we have to talk about Ro- Toby saying romant. So in, a, so in a, <laughs> a confessional, he says, Who'd have thought I was a hopeless romant? Romant? Romance. Then he nods and goes, romance. That's it. I've got it. <laughs> and this was my... I'm do... Thick moment of the week. This was also my thick moment of the week. Um, although the listeners do hear me fumble words all the time. No, so no, no, no. Am but I he being didn't a fumble. hypocrite? No, no, no. He didn't fumble. He <laughs> he went. He like fully didn't romance? know if it was romance or romance. 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 <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> We did, like, this was probably my first, like, full belly laugh of the season. I'm trying to think of another time we I mean, laughed this I laugh, long. We I laughed, laughed really when, hard. I laughed when Faye was talking about getting picked up by a little chav. You did laugh really hard at that. But this was, I think this was my biggest laugh of the season so far. I really liked this. Okay, and then later, Telly, Teddy tells us this horrendous story about falling on a fence ass first and having to pull himself off the, like, metal spikes of the fence. This horrified me. Yeah, but he's a sociopath, so when it happened to him, he was probably just thinking, this will be a great icebreaker with a girl one day. Oh, oh, and then I have another thick moment of the week. Yep. Thick moment of the week. It, yep. This came like 30 <laughs> seconds later. I was like, yes, oh my God. Back-to-back thick moments. Millie tells Liam, I can't even remember why they brought this up, but Millie, Millie brings up the term carpe diem. She's like, do you know about carpe diem? She's like, oh, I don't even know what language it is, which... Am I being elitist? Like, I think it is a thick moment of the week already to not know Carpe Diem's Latin. Yeah. No, that's a thick moment of the week. Okay. And, but then she says um, she only knows of it because her dad made a neon sign of, out of it once, which apparently her dad's a neon artist, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But I love that she's just like, oh yeah, Carpe Diem. I, I once well, saw that on my dad's sign. Yeah. Especially <laughs> because I think it started out trying to be like, um, you know, saying something clever and mm. um and yeah follow up with like means seize the day i don't know french do you know what's crazy a lot of the private school kids still learn latin at school. i learned latin at school did you yeah but my school it was a state school i didn't pay for it i'm not rich sorry chugs <laughs> um but sorry I did latin, emily but my okay so what i think it is my school was very like like full of itself it's it kind of th- carried itself as if it was like Eton, as if it was like some posh like private school and reality it was a grammar school but that was a state so no one paid to go there you just have to do a test when you're like still at primary school to get in and yeah like latin latin is kind of the sign of like oh but we care about the classics here mm. and it's like okay but do we really need latin my latin teacher was a uh, mr chandler 
And he looked Shout like... Shout out to Mr. Chandler. Sh- oh, he's probably dead now. Sorry, Mr. Chandler. He was pretty old at the time. He looked kind of like he had these really thick horn-rimmed black glasses. And he kind of looked like the guy from Up. Mm. But not as lovable. Aww. And um, he was really upset because we, like, we had like double period Latin. And he was really upset and angry that we didn't, we just kind of didn't care about his subject that he's de- he dedicated his life to. And, um, but I can say, Caecilius Estin, we are. Here we go. What's the, what does that mean? Canis Estin, we are. What does that mean? There are listeners now being like, the dog is in the street. Okay. Yeah, there you go. How much Latin do you know? I know, like, vini, vini, vici, vini, vini, vici, what is it? <laughs> I don't know. Vini, vini, vici, it means, like, I came, I saw, I, con- I conquered, right? Vini, vini, vici. Vini, 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 That's what the Italians are saying the other day in Wembley. I know, uh, e pluribus unum, which is the original. Right, no, 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 you don't know Latin, you're just, like, saying the phrases that anyone, like, yeah. commonly knows. Yeah, that's how most people know Latin. Yeah, but I know Latin. Okay, well, bitch, I took Spanish. Canisestin we are. I know the difference between usted, nosotros. All right, all you right. Know, I got it down. I mean, to be honest, it wasn't really a language. It <laughs> I was, don't it was it like down. It was like studying the classics. It was like doing, like, Roman history. Okay. Anyway, we, enough we about have, that. We have to move on. Okay. Um, so then we get our least, oh, I hate these challenges where they make them spit food in each other's mouths. I really hate these challenges and also i think it's really unfair that one side of the group just has to put the food in somebody's mouth Uh and the other people have to take the food misogynist horrible misogynist it's always the girls who have to no but once in a while i think they'll make it go both ways they'll make like one side have to go to the other side and the other side have to go the other side i can't remember seeing the girls spit in the guy's mouths no i think some i think there have been years where there's food on both sides uh, and they have to get it to each other's side. But if in doubt, Either way, it was if in doubt give it to the horrible. men to spit into the girls' Who do you mouth. think had the grossest shots? I, I wasn't watching it. Toby and Chloe I like, I'm had not some gonna, horrendous I, I was ones. thinking, I'm not going to lose any content by not watching this bit now. Uh, yeah, it was... I, I'm, honestly, I'm not really like a squeamish person, but this stuff makes me ill. Yeah, no, it's gross. Even it, it's us gross. married who like share oh, utensils and everything, if you had to spit food in my mouth, I would... And I never, I never vomit. I would vomit. Yeah, so do I. Um, but the challenge was called meat and two veg. No, it was called spit the roast and the hashtag was meat and two veg. Oh, well, good job you're the note taker then. Um, but I wanted to ask, well, no, I wanted to put to Emily, what does that mean? Meat and two veg. What does that mean? My immediate guess would be it's like, a school lunch thing or something like you always get like a meat and two vegetables right but if it's love island they love a sexual innuendo and so it was hashtag it was the hashtag they're being cheeky so meat is like a a big old dick and (laughs) two veg is like boobs what i don't know i don't what could be sexual about meat and two veg no you were right the with the 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 meat and what, what's the two veg? Oh, the ball. Yeah, come on. A dick and two boobs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we got there in the end. That's what meat and two veg is. Is that a common phrase? Or yeah, did yeah. they just make I mean, that up? In Austin Powers, he goes, uh, me, uh, me tackle, 
me twig and berries, my meat and two veg. And he goes through the whole list of like, okay. you know. I did not know that. Well, there you go. Um, all right. Well, then we leave this horrendous challenge behind with our getting ready for the night montage. Faye tells Liberty it's hard to open up because she's always trying to stay light and fun so she won't get hurt. This was actually kind of like a very sweet moment I felt for Faye here. You can tell she's like been hurt in the past and that's why she's so... Well, I think this is a common theme throughout life. Like when someone is super spicy and not very like immediately warm to people, often it's because they've been very hurt. So I hope that Faye finds the right guy for her. Do you think Teddy is the right guy for Faye? I don't think Teddy's the right guy for anyone. Well, speaking of Teddy and Faye, they go up to the balcony and they snog, baby. Then we find out the public is voting on who is the most compatible. This is our first public vote of the season. Liam and I do not get to publicly do not get to vote. Liam and I are disenfranchised voters, <laughs> even though even though we are very committed. To the Love Island experience is Stop very... Stop the steal. Stop the steal. Uh, Liam, did you vote when you lived in England? Fuck no. <laughs> so we can't pretend to be mad about it. <laughs> I would vote if I lived in England. No, but wouldn't. Yeah, I, I would. Right. And I would have voted. Okay, because here's my thing. Obviously, I think Liberty and Jake are the most compatible. But I do think I would be like, you know, they're going to get so many votes. So let me vote for people who aren't compatible. But I want to stay in the villa. So I would have voted for Aaron and Cass. Who would you have voted for? Oh, it's obviously Jake and Liberty, obviously. Yeah, but would is that who you would vote for? I mean, if, if I'm doing vote? it, if I'm if doing you weren't it disenfranchised? for the right reasons, but just to keep in, I'd probably keep in Aaron and Kaz, but the actual most compatible were Jake and Liberty. Yeah, so exactly what I just said. Thank you. So I was looking at my notes. <laughs> I can't I can't multitask. Also, that episode was called Carpe Diem. Mmm. Seize the day, baby. And that, you know what? That is what Teddy's doing, so don't stop shitting on him he's seizing his day he's seizing his 15 minutes of fame yeah but doing it in the most gross like oh the most gross manipulative okay, we can't, fake you way you can't rant about well, Teddy again you triggered no, me I by know. saying okay let's get into the yeah, episode but Teddy's 16 Teddy's just doing his thing let's get into episode 16 Tuesday night this, picks... this episode's called Texy Texy Dumpy Dumpy <laughs> I like it um, this one is Tuesday night's episode and it picks up right after Faye and Teddy made out. Um, Jake and Liberty are telling <laughs> Chloe and Toby about how much they like each other. It was like a really weird conversation. They're together as a foursome, mm. but they're almost having like a private conversation you would have with friends about the person you're with, right. but you're with the person, that yeah. person's there. It was kind of strange. But Liberty like gets really emotional about how she struggles to let men in, which I want to say is a common theme because why? Liam, why do you think this is a common theme with girls? Because, Emily, men are pigs. Exactly. Thank you, Liam. Men are pigs. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't actually disagree. I, I do kind of think that. As I well. think men are rude to women a lot, and then women develop emotional issues, and then men are like, these women are so emotional. <laughs> it's like, I wonder why. All right, Millie gets a text. Since they won the challenge, Liam and her get to spend the night in the hideaway. Hashtag, let's get it on. Do you think the like? So there was no like, there was no challenge or hook or guys. You got to choose someone. It was just like 
Liam and Millie go to the hideaway. They do this a lot with challenges. I mean, yeah, but when I was thinking about it, I was like, are the producers just like hungry for some banging? Is that I, is that what I think so? And you know what? I think they might have made this decision because they knew Millie and Liam were our most likely. I mean, to go that's get what I mean. That's what I mean. Hideaway. They were like, clearly, these two were all over each other. It's like, oh, put them in a and hideaway. You know we'll get some banging. The culture has really changed. It seems like we very rarely see people have sex on the show anymore. When that used to be my favorite part of Love Island, the early not because I'm a perv. Were kind of gross. They were kind of gross, but. Not to be a perv, that was what I liked about the show so much because you would never see that on American TV. You would never see that on American TV. So I loved it. That exemplified to me why British TV is better <sighs> yeah, than American but TV. I, I, it's not a good look for the for the show. Well, when it's also when it gets were, so popular and people are horrible They online, were literally like having sex in front of each other and being like, oh, nearly done, don't worry. Oh and my it was God. Like, it was very, what's the, what's, the, what is, what's the expression when like you get, like you like to do it in front of other people? Voyeuristic. Yeah, it was very voyeuristic and very <laughs> gross. Well, no, remember that girl? Fuck, what was her name? She did it with the guy that somebody else liked. So it was almost like she did it as a... Oh. She did it to kind of be rude to the other girl, but, but then she said it wasn't for that reason. I'm kind of glad. I, and I think they're actively discouraged. I think they're actively told, like, guys... Try not to have sex in front of each other in in the small room you share because it's kind of disrespectful, and like, oh my god. Well, I think people just now know how. I think back in the day when like that happened, they didn't know that many people were going to be watching the right, show. It right. wasn't that popular yet. Now it's very. I mean, popular. now like teenage girls watch it because it's so mainstream that right. it's like it's not a good look. And also, and that's if, why they can't smoke anymore. I, I I feel like a nun, but I would hate. <laughs> I would. I don't like sharing a room as it is. I hate sharing a room. I don't want to hear someone breathing. I don't. I want to be able to like leave and go to the bathroom without feel like I'm disturbing everyone. And the thought of having to share the bedroom and then people having sex right next to me and it's like, oh, I can hear. I can hear all I know. the. Oh no! It's Sorry. very college. I would be like, stop it. Oh, granddad again. Granddad hates us having sex. All right, let's keep moving. So the Islanders see them all off to the villa. Millie strips down to her lingerie. And then there's a new feature of the hideaway this year that we mm, saw, which is there's the a drawer. There's a button on the wall that says, right. yes, Liam like pushed a button. It said push me or something on this on the wall. He pushes it and then the drawer opens. Oh, I And didn't the see drawer the is filled with button. very like um What's the British equivalent of Adam and Eve? Adam and Eve's like kind of a uh, oh, online shit. sex um, store that's very Anne utilitarian. Summers. Okay, it's very like tacky sex store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Summers, you get but like we don't fluffy. Kink, you we get, don't kink shame. But you get it's, fluffy um, handcuffs and shit yeah, it's like very that. like cheap sex toy stuff. Um, there's feather boas. There's like feather whips strange and a nurse's outfit which millie puts on and this is like the main takeaway from that night in the hideaway besides this horrible cover of mr brightside see i put mr brightside there mr. so bright i eyes. so i knew it was brightside i just oh, had a mr. momentary bright eyes. <laughs> um so then the next morning, Millie and Liam dish about their night to everybody. Liam says it was very frisky, but they kept it PG. They both gab about the nurse's outfit. They're very into the nurse's outfit. Why is the nurse thing sexy, Liam? Can you fill, can you fill me in? I don't know. I kind of think people just think like any uniform is sexy, which is you know why what, I was annoyed about the cops episode. Do you know what it is, though? Is that... 
Well, maybe it's something to do with the fact that when you are being treated by nurses, is kind of a time that you're furthest away from like being at your sexual like you know peak or having any. Do you any think game. it comes from pinup culture because men were at war and they had just like experienced horrible things, yes. and then there were nurses there being like, "Hi, baby, probably. welcome back." Yeah, probably. That's a, that's a great the shout. Nazis have been taken down. But now, down. the thing with nurses' outfits is that they're only, like, sexy because they're really small and tight. So you could have, like, you could you could change the colours and you could be, like, oh, a sexy librarian. She's wearing the same thing as the nurse's outfit. What's the outfit. sexiest uniform to you? I mean, oh, God. I mean, the sort of, like, secretary is pretty sexy with the glasses and the hair up and, mm. you know. I know that's very derivative, but... I'm like. I think mine obviously has to be firefighter. Oh, but then you see the firefighters. But then I saw they're... that firefighting. Tr- I saw that fire truck the other day having a Blue Lives Matter flag on it. So yeah. I'm uh, over firemen. Yeah, they're. All... I thought they were better than. No, nah, they're all MAGA. <laughs> <laughs> At least in New York. Sorry to any firefighter listeners out there. Look, I can only talk about New York. This is where I live now. Liam's a New Yorker now, baby. Goddamn right. So then there's this plot about Sharon and Hugo, like maybe being able to restart something. It seems like Kaz, I can't tell if Kaz is just trying really hard to hook them up or if there actually is something there. So uh, I kind of like, uh, I've kind of softened on Sharon a bit. And I, cause I think, wow. well, I think that she puts up this like, you know, I, I'm a really like, she puts up this hard front that I don't really give a shit about anything. But she does, she does, and she's not really good at letting, like, showing her vulnerable side. And I actually I think, think she's she more vulnerable. Heart. Yeah, and I think she's more vulnerable than she's letting on. And I think she just kind of like, I think she just wants to have a guy who cares about her. So I think she's trying to kind of push an issue that we saw her in bed, and when they were waking up, and she was like stroking Hugo's back, and um, yeah, I, I, I kind of think she's put in this front of like. You know, tough, cold exterior. But really, she kind of wants a guy to be like, I'm really into you. Well, do you know what? I think she also came in. She has told us before that she has very high expectations in a man. And I kind of think maybe she's going, you know what? What I actually want is someone who treats me well and is fun. And that's Hugo. Right, right. And you know what? That is how Hugo's going to get girls. Hugo's going to get a girl when they're finally like. He's a slow burn. Yeah, he is a slow burn. I'm a slow burn. You are a slow burn. I, I think the way she is, like, she's, like you said, that it takes a lot for her to, like, fall for someone or whatever. Is that what you said? I said she has really high expectations. There you go. High and expectations. I think now she's, okay. I, I, I think those expectations are high, are hard to meet on the first impression. Of course. Unless, so, unless you come across, like, I'm rich and I'm blah, blah, blah. But no, a lot sure, of times, that first impression leads to bad vibes but later. But some people, like, it takes... You know, it takes a while for you to kind of just sort of fit into the situation. And then now I think she can relax. And then she's like, oh, actually, Hugo's not that bad. He's a nice guy, you know. So I don't know. I don't really know what she's doing. So then later, Toby and Jake set up this actually really cute little breakfast date with their girls. And they have all the boys be the waiters. I actually thought this was a rare, like, actually cute surprise. What do you think, Liam? I mean, yeah, it was fun. It was funny. It was quite cute. They did They did still spell out their name, the first letter, with egg. They love that. Oh, they really love that. 
Um, like, so then, it's kind of like saying, you know, when like when you're young and you write like Liam, aged five, it's like, oh, good big boy. Good for you, Liam. He's five. And it's like they're writing like, look, it's L for liberty. It's like, okay, we've got it. Yeah, we got it. Okay, so then Lucinda gets a text that her and Brad are going on their first date. Hashtag time to pop your cork. Brad, okay, I saw that Twitter was really into this. Brad wore the weirdest shoes with his outfit, which I don't think you noticed because you ran to the bathroom. But I was in the bathroom. I missed this whole Brad day. wore like, okay, Brad wore like a blue and white kind of like Hawaiian shirt vibe, but it wasn't a Hawaiian shirt. And then white shorts. And then he wore these like black leather, like gladiator kind of vibe shoes. They were really weird. Like sandals. Yeah, they were like sandals that went between the toe, but they were like black leather. And they were, they were weird. Did they go right up high up the leg? No, they they didn't, they didn't like wrap up. Like, you know how girls will sometimes wear those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't wrap up, but they were weird. I'll find a picture. We'll post it on the pod. Um... Okay, so Brad scarily pops open the champagne. Again, none of these people know how to open a champagne bottle. Oh, goodness. And then Brad says he's never been on a date. I mean, I I believe that. What? I mean, look, this guy... No, I'm sorry. I reckon this guy gets all the attention he needs from, like, going down to the pub lake or going to the club and pulling a bird. Um, I don't think Okay, well, that's, like... Really embarrassing for him. Do you think he? Do you do you think after like after he's like seen First that off, girl that that the two days after he's gonna be like, hey, you want to grab a coffee sometime? Okay, no. it's not embarrassing to never have been on a date before. That's not what I'm saying. Like I didn't go on that many dates when I was single. But what I'm saying is embarrassing that Brad is like Brad is who he is and has never been on a date because Brad is the type of person. But that's why he hasn't been on, on a date because he's like. Young, dumb, full of cum, and but he's good looking. So that's why he has the bare minimum because he's never had to develop any yeah. skills. And like going on a date, he's on a go on a date. He's on to ask questions about the girl. He wants to be on a quite. Uh, he wants to be on a dark dance floor with drunk girls, and he could be like, "All right, you want a drink? You want? You coming back with me tonight?" <laughs> You know. I mean, that is definitely his move. Yeah. So then they have a really boring chat about how they live really far apart, about Brad's blue eyes. I mean, they like she can't be more further south in Brighton. But then she was, you missed this too when you were in the bathroom. She was saying she's from like a really small town and she can't go out there. So she has to go to Brighton to oh, go out. So she's not okay. really from Brighton. Yeah. Just she some might be, information. Yeah, no, no. That, you would probably know the town since you go to Brighton a lot. Probably. But it was some little town. We should watch it back. Um, and then Lucinda says Brad is a 10 out of 10 looks wise. Oh, doesn't he look pleased himself? And Brad, yeah, Brad has never looked happier. <laughs> but then she says his personality is pretty good. And he like, he literally couldn't care if he, somebody. Doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't give a shit. Uh, so then back at the villa, but, Kaz... But, but to be honest, like, I'm not, not to like lay into Lucinda, but she's hardly like, you know, like a dynamic whiz, is she, herself. I kind of think they're well suited. At the risk of being rude, Lucinda also doesn't seem like a deep thinker. She's not. That's why the first night she was like... Wow, everything you're saying is perfect. Is there anything wrong with you? It's like, yeah, his whole being. But then she did admit that he doesn't really ask her questions. So, But then she doesn't care enough about it because she's kind of also vapid. Yeah, she's like, Brad is beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. They deserve each other. They they do kind of deserve each other. Actually, we're going to get into this. Let's get into this when we get into the next thing. Because basically the next thing is that that night everyone's being flirty and coupley. And then we hear that ominous ding. All islanders must gather around the fire pit. And someone, I don't know who says it, but someone says, no hashtags. Yeah, that was Lucinda. <laughs> okay, Lucinda says, no hashtags. This shit's serious, which I love that quote. Um, and then the, the Islanders find out that the public have been voting for the most compatible couple. And the Islanders anxiously await as we find out the safe couples. So the safe couples are, kind of as expected, we get Millie and Liam, Liberty and Jake, Kaz and Aaron, and Faye and Teddy. All other couples are at risk. I was thinking at this point, Chloe and Toby must be really freaked out because... They probably knew the public was, like, really salty with them because uh, Toby... I don't, I don't think so. I think if I was Toby, though, I'd be like, shit, does the public hate me maybe. for slagging off oh, Kaz? Maybe they might think that because, of you know, they're right. on the inside. But That's I think on the outside, uh, well, I mean, I can't really gauge what the people are thinking being all the way in here in the, the Big Apple. But um, I, I think, I'd imagine they're both quite popular. Yeah. Do you know what? That's really why I... That's really why I started this pod because I was watching Love Island in America a couple of years ago and no one else watched Love Island at that time and I just really wanted to talk about it with somebody and no one could. But now a lot of people do watch Love Island here and I do talk about it with people but they're never caught up the way I'm caught up so I still can't talk to them. But okay, anyways. Um, so then we find out that the couple with the lowest votes will have to decide between themselves which one of them will be dumped tonight. Oh my god, I didn't see that happening. And we find out that it's Brad and Lucinda, baby. Boring Brad is out of here. Wait, do you think? I think, maybe this is fucked up, but I think that the boys always have to send them, the boys always have to send themselves home because it seems unchivalrous to send the girls home and Brad's been there longer. So I think Brad is going to have to say, is your, you've been Wait, only one of them's going. They have to decide which one of them goes. Oh, I completely mis- misconstrued it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, what are you saying? That I the thought, producer, that's I thought, obvious. No, you I, said it was obvious. Well, it obviously wasn't obvious. I'll take it back, producer. Um, that's my thick, thick moment, moment of the week. <laughs> <laughs> thick moment of the week. I thought it was the other housemates deciding who, which couple to send home. No. Oh, well, because that's you what it is a lot of the time. You weren't watching close enough. No, so Brad and Lucinda have to decide which of them is going to go home. Well, and I think in this situation, it's I would say seven times out of ten, the girl gets to stay. Yeah, but Brad isn't like any other guy. I can imagine that's Brad. That's true. Being I like, can't really imagine being Brad. Brad being like, "You've got to stay." I can imagine Brad it's your saying, time. "Sorry, I mean I got here before you, so you go right." All my lads, all my boys are here. I got to stay. <laughs> I can totally imagine that. <laughs> And that's where we're left off with that cliffhanger. Or, wait, or he does this. He does that, I think you should stay. And she's going to say, I think you should stay. Then he goes, all right, thanks, I will. <laughs> yeah, I can actually see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so Brad. All right, well, we'll have to see. But is your vote that Brad's staying? Oh, shit. Um, n- no, I'll, I'll say Brad goes. Brad. Yeah, I think Brad goes. But to be honest, I don't want him to go. I'm really enjoying hating him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'm not enjoying hating Teddy because I, 
he creeps me the fuck out. Brad, I wish he'd go. Brad gives me zero content, and I still can't understand anything he says, but I do want him to stay around uh, so I can hate no, him. No, he gives us personal content. Yeah. We need, we need a lovable villain, a lovable hate person to hate. We aren't going to have really a news segment because we don't have Rory. Rory! This is the news. We miss him. I feel like Rachel looking out from my lighthouse across the sea. Like, where is he? (laughs) Rory, my Rory. He'll be back for Saturday's pod. Oh, Rory. Shut up. Let's do uh, taking stocks, baby. This week in stocks. Our top players, Liberty remains as our number one with 262K and 19% growth. Lucinda holds our number two position with 249K. She's actually very quickly catching up to Liberty, considering she's, I know, it's kind of crazy. She did enter with a lot, though, we remember. And she has a growth rate of 25%, pretty high. And finally, Kaz overtakes Brad for our number three spot and crosses the 200K threshold this week. She has 215K and 15% growth. Do you not think that's quite telling of how the uh, the general public are viewing Brad? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll Especially get to- on the eve of a... Of a dumping. We'll get to that again. So Brad is our number four overall and still our top boy with 211K. But Hugo is just behind. He follows with our number five overall number two boy with 206. Oh, he's definitely going to overtake. Yeah, he definitely will. So this week does mark both boys crossing the 200K line. Good, Sam. Good job, boys. And then there's quite a big drop of of our numbers between Hugo and the rest. So... Faye is our number six with 153K and 15% growth. Chloe is our number six overall and number five girl with 131K. Sharon is our number seven overall and our six girl with 116. And then this speaks to the power of females on the show because Toby is our third boy, but our number eight overall with 115K. So it's really hard for boys to compete in the Instagram world. Do we think that's because most watchers are female? Do we think most viewers are female? Yeah. I also think a, a lot of men who watch probably watch more casually than women. Women probably are more likely Plus, to go follow. I don't think I don't think men um, follow influ- influencers. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. I level. think girls are more likely to go follow an influencer. Yeah, that's a good point. Definitely. So then, all other players are below the hundred k line still. Losers. Losers. So, as expected, Fresh Meat Teddy has the highest growth this week with 103% and an overall count of 17.5K. He is still in last place overall. Other notable growths are Millie with 75%, Liam with 32 and Lucinda with 25 And guess what? Our slowest growth rate goes to Brad with a mere 9%. Oh, Brad. So, do you think this is the end of Brad's reign as top boy? Yes. I think Hugo is going to overtake. And you know what? We are excited for Hugo. Hugo may not be getting the girl. You know what's sad for Hugo? Hugo right now probably feels really rejected, especially after that cops challenge where no one picked him. He, but he doesn't know that he is doing really well on Instagram. So shout out to Hugo. Keep it up, boy. Don't lose your faith. Um, Rachel became our third Islander dumb from the villa this week. 
She exited with a final count of 29K. She started the season with 6.9K and has grown 320% over the course of her eight-episode run on the show. And that's all I got for stocks. Sweet. All right. Who was your top lad? Top lad. Oh yeah, bloody lovely. Mate. Every bloody week lovely. I struggle with my top lad. It's almost like they don't make any impression on me. The boys this season, very few boys are standing out to me. It's the girls that are standing. I out. mean, I'm just gonna. Do I have to give one? You're gonna give no one. All right, Toby. Yeah, Toby did well. He made that cute breakfast. That's good. But I haven't really got anything in particular. There's nothing, there's nothing like... You know what? None of Toby's not my pick, but Toby seems like he's blossoming a lot this week. I can tell you who my bottom Wait. lad is. Oh, who's your bottom lad? It's Teddy. Creepy okay, well, Teddy. Do you know what's interesting? What's that? Teddy is my top lad oh, this week. Oh, what a surprise. Not because I like Teddy. I do kind of like... I, I don't know how I feel about Teddy, but... Teddy, do you know what? You're, you're right. Maybe I should have made top Teddy my top lad Teddy, just for like he clearly played the best game. Yes, Teddy made the best tactical moves, he and did, I don't he always did. vote my top lad and best bird based on tactics. But when in an absence of any like lovable content from the other boys, I have to pick Teddy because no, I do think he came in strong. He could put together a sentence. Oh yeah, he was cute. He's really cute. All the girls are oh, into him. I, have you not gone off him even slightly? No, I totally get what you're saying, oh. but he is cute. Okay, but and then I who's... I, when, when someone's personality is so off-putting, quite quickly I can't, I, I cease to be able to see their, like, beauty. I can't see them for being good-looking anymore. Yeah. And that's, like, Teddy could be the best-looking guy in the world, and I'm just like, yeah, but you're an utter creep, so. So who's your best bird? Who runs the world? Girls. It's definitely my type on paper. Hashtag girl code. Yes, queen. Best bird. Millie. Mmm. Although, even though, like, she, like her her story arc has been pretty boring because it's just been, like, her, like, groping Liam, I still kind of, like, I think there's more of her to give because, like, we saw a little bit of Chloe, and then we saw a lot more of Chloe. And it was like, oh, she's really fun. She's a great housemate. I, I still think we need to see kind of Millie in her own light, in her own way, and not just being part mm. of a couple with Liam. Because I think Liam's kind of boring, kind of drags her down a bit. And I think we need to see more of Millie. Do you know what? I'm going to give my best bird to Faye. I changed my mind. I wrote Chloe. But I'm going to change my mind because, you know, Faye did... Obviously did something right. Teddy picked her above all these other girls. She survived in the villa despite the odds mm, of all these girls one, wanting Faye. One could so, argue, one could argue that Kaz was chosen before by Aaron before well, right. uh, Teddy I could. I mean, we don't know what Teddy wanted Teddy wanted to pick. So then then Teddy could have been like, okay, so I've got between Rachel and Faye, but clearly Teddy, well, I think it's clear. He clearly wants to be loved. He doesn't do things because he thinks it's the right thing to do. I think he wants to be loved. And therefore, he knows that Faye has way more um, currency in the house than Rachel. And so he's just making a tactical decision. The right tactical decision. But I don't think Faye did anything. I don't, tr I don't actually believe in for one iota that he was like, 
Yeah, but there was something about her eyes that I couldn't forget. It's like, no, no, you're bullshitting. He did, he did the most tactical, like the best tactical decision, which right then was clearly Faye over Rachel. All right. Anyway. Well, I guess that's that's it for us. This was a pretty fun. I feel like, like I've said like ten times already, this finally feels like Love Island. You know. I thought you were I'm say, excited for the this season. This finally feels like a podcast. I was like, yeah. I mean, I felt like it felt like a podcast a couple weeks ago, it, but it did. I guess you didn't feel like that. I mean, it did. Well, speaking of the podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. Honestly, it's been really awesome seeing like a consistent amount of people coming back for each episode. Have we still got Scandinavians? We got people from all over the world, baby. Shanna! I think a lot of them are probably accidents, but I'll take it. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. Where, where else have we got in the world? We've got like Africa, babe. We don't really have Asia, so sh- we need to get some Asian listeners. But we have South America, we got Africa, wow. we got all over Europe. So if anyone knows people in Asia who can give us a few <laughs> listens to, to round out our world. If you know listen. anyone in Asia, let them know. <laughs> I actually, I have one friend who lives in Singapore. I'll tell her Oh, to perfect. She'll tell all her friends. Yeah, get our analytics And before you know, it will Asia. spread across Asia. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if you're enjoying the pod, please give us a review on iTunes. We would love it. Glowing. Follow us on at Love Island Pod on all your platforms. Um, I think that's all I got. Yeah, we don't need um, constructive criticism. Yeah, no constructive criticism, just, only positive. Just <laughs> glowing endorsements would be great. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, we're going to have Rory next week. Yeah, Rory's going to join us on Saturday's episode. Yes. So don't worry if you're missing him. He will be back. We do miss him. Yeah, we miss you, Rory. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you on Saturday. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, the way you carry yourself is really uh, it's really inspirational. Is um, that your best teddy? Yeah, that, that's just that's my teddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everyone. We'll bye. see you on Saturday. All right, let's get the fuck out of here, Gil. Thanks for listening to Across the Pod. We upload new episodes every Wednesday and Saturday, so make sure you're subscribed to follow along with us on this hot, hot summer of love. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Love Island Pod for those memes and juicy goss. Again, that's at Love Island Pod. Send us a message at I've Got a Text at acrossthepod.co.uk. Again, that's I've Got a Text at acrossthepod.co.uk. If you're enjoying Across the Pod, please leave us a review. We would be absolutely geeked. See you next time, babes.